Hi, I'm Pastor Roger Brown. God has gifted me the pleasure to pastor a dynamic, spirit-filled church called Life Changers Church International right here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I believe God will use this sermon to impact your life and bring His greatness out of you. Man, I hope you get something out of this that will change your life. God bless you. Your time is very important. So I'm going to get right to the message. Have a wonderful day. While you're seated, I want to go to Isaiah chapter 25, verse number 1. We're going to put it on the screen right here. Isaiah 25, verse number 1. Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name for in perfect faithfulness. You have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. Amen. As we begin to break off into this praise series, uh, some people have to understand sometimes your praise will bring you through things that are very difficult. And sometimes praising God, other people will look at you and say, man, you ain't got to do all that. Ain't no way, there ain't no way you have to do all that while you praise God. But the thing about it is, is that your heart begins to leap. You begin to know and understand that there is something that God is doing inside of our lives that only praise can bring us through. I need to tell you something right now that when you praise God, and I'm not talking about coming to church and shouting while 200 other people are beside you and you're shouting. Uh, I mean, that's just because you're excited. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, just don't get too excited. So you can come into excitement and it excites you. And here's the thing about it is a lot of people, they, 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 they confuse praise with excitement. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want you to be a dead church or a boring church. I do want you to be excited. But when you understand that a praise that comes out of you, a praise like only you can praise, I'm talking about a praise that, that you're praising God like you would praise nothing else. I, I know some people that want to praise their house. They want to praise their promotion. They want to praise their job. They want to praise their spouse. They want to praise their kids. Oh, I just want to tell you about what my kid did today. Oh, I want to tell you about what my husband and what my wife bought me today. And a lot of praise, but I'm talking about a praise that goes down deep. I'm talking about a praise that moves heaven and earth. I'm talking about a praise that when it comes up out of you, that all hell stands at attention and says, my goodness, I can't do nothing yet. I got to wait till they get done. Come on, somebody. Praise God. I'm talking about getting your praise onto the place in your life where the enemy tries to come at you and he tries to torment you and he tries to lie to you and all of a sudden down deep there's a glory and a roll and a praise that the enemy stands at attention. I need to tell somebody right now that when you're praising God you can't have doubts. Come on somebody. When you're praising God you can't lie. Come on somebody. When you're praising God you can't get into mischief with your mind. I don't know about you but in the middle of your praise sometimes the devil will try to stop it and that's where you gotta break through 
and you got to call out to God. The Bible says, in, praise God, in the book of Luke, that Jesus came into Jerusalem. And when he was coming into Jerusalem, the Bible said that the people cried out and began to praise him. Praise God, when he come in, the Bible said the Pharisees, they looked over and said, hey, praise God, this is just Oklahoma and Kansas talk mix. He said, hey, hey, you need to shut them crazy people up. They ain't no sense in all that. They ain't got to do all that. And he stopped them. And he said, hang on just a minute. If they don't praise me, then the rocks will cry out my name. I need to tell somebody tonight, hallelujah, that that word cry in the Hebrew, it means cray, K-R-A-Y. And we get it from the Greek word, which means crazy. Come on, somebody. Crazy. So when they cried out, it was a crazy praise. My God, somebody help me in here tonight. When they cried out, it become a crazy praise. When they cried out, it stopped everybody's attention. When they cried out, the devil's agenda, it had to stop. I need to tell some. I'm about to tear this carpet up. I need to tell somebody that when you cry out in a praise like that, that the enemy stands back and his agenda gets stopped. Amen. Come on, somebody. I remember one time my little old mama, we were sitting up there at our house on Gin Road. Praise God, one time I had to go to court. And a lady asked me one time, she said, where do you live? And I said, Gin Road. She said, excuse me? That's what the judge said. I said, Gin Road. She said, and where did this wreck happen? I said, Chicken Fight Road. She said, excuse me? They fight chickens down in a token. I said, well, at one time, evidently, they did. They called it Chicken Fight Road. She goes, so do you mean that they had gin at the end of your road? I said, yes, ma'am. At one time, they did. And so, so she couldn't believe all that stuff. Sometimes what happens in your life is when, when things begin to happen, and, and, and the Bible says in Isaiah that he says, Lord, I praise you and I exalt your name because you are perfect, that you have done and set things a long time ago. I need to tell somebody that you got to learn how to praise God for your future because God has already set it before you. The enemies come trying to take it out. But God has said it before you. And when you give God that kind of praise, I'm talking about a praise like you can praise nobody else. I'm talking about down deep inside of you when your blood pressure rises and you start sweating. I know some of you think, well, I ain't going to go that far, preacher. That's a little crazy. Well, when you cry out to God in that kind of aspect in your life, you begin to give him a crazy praise. Some people think, well, you know, I don't want to go that far. But the thing about it is we'll go that far when Ed McMahon shows up with a million dollars. I just took y'all back in history, didn't I? We'll go that far if we win the lottery. Well, I need to go down there and pull some slots so I can uh, uh, pay my bills. Praise God. Preacher, don't go there. I'm telling you, we get excited and we want to praise and get crazy. I'm telling you right now, if I was to put a quarter, I don't even know if they do quarters anymore, in a slot, and I pulled it, and if it said I won $10 million, I would tear that machine up and everybody else around me. I'm just telling y'all the truth. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So can you imagine that the kind of praise that I would really want to give my Lord and Savior when I walk? 
walked into this place. I, I praise him I didn't lose my mind. I, I praise him I didn't die in a car accident. I, I praise him my children ain't on drugs. Come on, somebody. I praise him I got a place to come to church. I praise him that in 2020, when they said COVID-19 was going to wipe us out, I praise him that I made it through it. Come on, somebody. Some of my friends and families didn't make it out of it, but I praise him because I made it through it all the way out. He's the power and the glory. I praise him with everything I have. Hallelujah. And sometimes what happens is, is when we learn to praise him that way, the Bible says that the prophet come into Hezekiah's house while he, had, he was sick with boils upon his body. And the Bible said that he came in and he said, I need to tell you as I was praying last night, God told me to tell you to set your house in order because you're going to die and not live. You're not going to make it out of this. And so when Hezekiah turned over, the Bible said the prophet walked out and Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. And listen to me. He didn't say, he didn't say, poor old me. Why, <coughs> why can't we find this? Why can't we find that? The Bible said he started praising God. The Bible said that tears run down his face. Let me tell you something. We read this story sometimes and we think, well, poor old Hezekiah, he just turned over and he just cried and praised God. But I believe that there was a cry out in him. I believe that when he turned his face to the wall, he decided I don't need anybody to see me. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to turn over and I'm going to praise God and I'm going to cry out to God. And this is what he said. He said, Lord, the dead can't praise you, but the living can. And if I leave this place, then that's one more voice. Come on, somebody. That's one more voice that ain't calling out to you. I don't know about you, but I believe that God God wants us to give him a praise. Stand to your feet in this place and give my God a crazy praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you look crazy while you're praising him. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think the part about it is a lot of times, you know, we scare ourselves. We get to the place, sometimes we get to that place where we start coming into God. Anybody ever knelt down and prayed sometimes? Uh, and as you begin to pray, uh, hallelujah, that the glory just fills the room uh, and you just can't explain it. Uh, I don't know, I don't know about you, but if you ain't never got that, uh, then I'm telling you right now, you're not getting into what I'm getting into. Uh, there comes days and sometimes uh, when things come up on my life that is too hard for me to handle. Uh, I know y'all think, well, pastor can do it all. Uh, and sometimes uh, I think that I can, uh, but there or some days when stuff goes into my mind and I'm trying to figure it out whether it's somebody struggling in the church or whether it's somebody doing something or whether it's something coming against or whether it's my future and sometimes I get to the point to where I begin to read and I begin to pray and sometimes sometimes there comes a place in my life where I hit a wall can I tell somebody right now that praise will remove the wall and make a way I need to tell you something when you hit a wall go ahead and praise him because God's going to move the wall out of the way and he'll put a way in the middle of your way. I need to tell you if he's the only way then go ahead and praise him. My God. There's sometimes I just come in here 
in this church and 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 now I had to lock the doors one time I didn't lock the door and had somebody walk in on me <clears throat> praise God and somebody that was needing something they, they, they I don't know they need a motel room or something but I was in here and I mean I was getting after it come on somebody I didn't have to have no praise music I didn't have to have a praise and worship team I didn't have to have somebody watching me but I remember there was a time I needed God to make a way come on somebody I needed God to make a way I couldn't make this way. I couldn't do it. I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know what to do. I was in a predicament. Anybody ever been in a predicament? Come on, somebody. You've been between a rock and a hard place. I don't know about you, but sometimes when you get in those places, you'll laugh. God is saying, if you'll praise me, I'll make a way. Come on, somebody. If you'll praise me, I'll make a way. I come in here and I started praising God and I didn't feel like it. I was bummed out. I was trying to figure it out. It was on this building. I didn't know what I was going to do. I got a phone call and the lady who had this building she said I'll tell you what I'm going to give you 21 days and if you ain't if you don't come up within 21 days she said I'm coming after it and I walked in here and I kicked the doors open and I said okay God when you told me that this was my place and life changes were stamped onto it only you can do it I can't do it you proved yourself I believe that you said it and I believe that you have pulled us through it but I've come to an extension in my life that I can't do anything else. And as I began to call out, I was kind of confused and trying to do all these things. And all of a sudden, the power of God began to move. And I heard God just like he spoke to me, like he walked into the room. And he said, if I did it once, I'll do it again. Come on, somebody. And when I heard that, I'm telling you right now, I cut a rug. I run all over this place. I screamed. I yelled. I jumped. And I shouted. And I was about right here and I turned around and somebody's at the door and they go, it's gone. <laughs> I kid you not, this is a true story. They just stand there and I said, excuse me just for a minute, I'll be right out there. They shut the door and I went to praising God again. Come on somebody. I, I'm telling you, because they can wait. I'm telling you right now, the devil can wait. Your family can wait. Your kids can wait. Come on somebody. When you get into that praise, everybody else can wait because God deserves it all. He's been too good to me. Ah, oh, you come too late to tell me God can't do it. Ah, oh, you're a day late. He's already done it and he'll continue to do it. Look at your neighbor and say, you're looking crazy. I remember pastoring a church there in Oklahoma. <coughs> church started getting up in size. We had just a handful of people and started getting up in size and I mean, I'm talking as a traditional church. He had pews, and I'm not saying anything wrong with traditional, but this was just a small church. It was long. It wasn't very wide, but it was long. And he had pews on this side and pews on this side. And we got to a, a point in our services where, I mean, we just, just, just no country church. You open up the back doors and you walk smack dab into the sanctuary and you found your seat. It got to the point where they was opening up the doors, both of the doors, and it's putting out folding chairs. And they were sitting out sometimes five deep in the folding chairs. And then he opened up the side door and they were sitting over there. They was putting extra speakers out. We had an overflow room. Come on, somebody. We had an overflow room and they had speakers in there. Some 
somebody saying, we need to cut a little hole in right here so they can see. I said, how about we get a TV and put a monitor in there and don't tear God's house up. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and so, so let's come with all this stuff. But the thing about it is, is that when I came in there, I understood that's where God wanted me to be. And all hell had broke loose and things had happened. And I remember one specific place. The church started growing. There was a man that come there. Praise God. And so we started doing tithe. Well, I mean, we always did tithe, but we started bringing tithe. Praise God. A man come up. He, he, he put in tithe. Praise God. And the next day, he called me up. Praise God. And he, he said, Pastor, I need to tell you something. I said, okay. He said, when I came to church yesterday, he said, I had $110. And it was going to get me through the rest of the week. And he said, I made a mistake. He said, I thought I put in the 10, but I put in 100. And he said, I just need to tell you, Pastor, I hate to ask you this, but can I get my 100 back? I'll give you the 10. I said, you sure can. That is no problem. Praise God. So I called the secretary. And the secretary said, okay, we got some petty cash in there. Go ahead and get it out. And I went to get the 100 out, and God sent out 100 to it. And I said, okay. And so, and so I pulled out the 200. And I came to him. And when I did, he met me at the door, and he was crying. He said, he said, Pastor, I hate to do this. He said, but on the way over here, he said, God said, you done put the 100 in. And he said, I done times it by one. He said, if you leave it in, I'm going to keep times in it. Praise God. And I said, well, I, I said, well, he did times it by one because here's 200. He said, Pastor, no. He said, he said I'm going to trust God. I'm going to leave the 100. And I said, well, take the 100 I'm going to give you. He said, no, Pastor. I'm just going to trust God. You hear me right now when I tell you that in six months later, he was $100,000 more. My God, I need to tell you, I, I want you to know right now that man didn't have any problem praising God. I need to tell somebody, when you lay something down that is precious, be able to know that something powerful is coming behind it. And if the church would learn that sacrifice praise is better than anything else, because when you have to sacrifice in your praise, and all hell is broke loose, and the devil been lying, and he's trying to steal everything around you, and all you want to do is call Dr. Phil or Oprah Winfrey, or get on the Donahue show, and you come into the house of God, and you throw your hands up, and you sacrifice your time, and you sacrifice your praise, because the word sacrifice means to kill on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Some of y'all thinking, dear God, what did he eat in Texas? <laughs> when I sacrifice, I have to kill on purpose. When I sacrifice, I have to lay down that precious and understand I'm giving it to God. Somebody hear me in here tonight. Maybe you're watching me. I need you to hear me right now. When I talk about a true praise, I'm talking about a sacrifice of praise. I'm talking about laying things down. That gentleman that decided on the way over that God spoke to him, he said, I've done times it by one. My God, listen to me. 
Listen to me. When that seed goes into the ground, praise God, don't you understand that God never adds to, but he always multiplies? Come on, somebody. Your banker can add. Your doctor can add. Your friends can add. But God goes beyond. He said, but unto him who can do exceedingly abundantly, above all you shall ask or speak, according to the power that worketh in you. Not in the church. Not in the praise songs. Not in your college. Come on, somebody. My God, y'all don't want to hear me tonight. Come on, somebody. But unto him who can do exceedingly and abundantly above all you shall ask according to the power that works in you my god i don't know about you but that makes me want to do a crazy praise right up in this place because i know the power in me it can begin to move things it's not my power it's not my will it's not my love but it's his love it's his power it's his glory my god stand to your feet and give god a crazy praise Hallelujah. I want my praise to absolutely knock the devil down. I want my praise. Let me tell you something. When you get a praise like that and the enemy tries to come into your house, praise God, I remember this little old woman one time they told a story. Said this little old woman, she went to church and she heard the preacher begin to preach and the preacher said, the preacher said God's going to do it. The preacher said don't have no fear because God is your protection. And he preached out of Acts 2.19. Praise God. I 243, priest out of Acts 243. And the little lady got home, and when she got home, her front door was busted down. And she walked in and she said, Oh no, what are we gonna do? And two men was burglarizing her house at the same time she walked in. And she froze there for a minute. And she said, Oh no, oh no, I'm not gonna have no fear. Oh no, I'm not. And she said, Freeze! Acts 243. And she said, she said, them burglars just stopped. And she walked over, she picked up the phone, and she called the sheriff. And when the sheriff got there he handcuffed both of them and he was laughing and he said you mean you let a little 80 year old woman quote Acts 243 and they said no sir she didn't say that she said freeze I got an axe and a 243 and so we didn't move and I need to tell you something right now that when you get into a praise and you begin to speak you'll confuse the devil my God come on somebody he'll hear Acts 243 and thank you got a Tommy Hawk praise God my God I need somebody to hear me your praise will confuse him and if you're letting him win it's because you ain't praised God enough if you're letting him torment you you ain't praised God enough by God you gotta understand that praise raises the roof praise stops the enemy praise stops hell's agenda I'm sick and tired of CNN and Fox and ABC and trying to tell me that COVID is taking out the blood of Jesus as all already moved and I believe that God is still healing and I don't understand why some had to lose it but while I'm living I'm going to praise God and become a living stone a living stone how many living stones we got in this place I refuse to be a dead stone a dry stone a dumb stone a steel stone I want to be a living stone. 
and not a lost stone either. I want to be a living stone. I want to be to the place that the Bible said that, 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 that the stone that was rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Don't you understand? Listen to me. Don't you understand that in David's time, praise God, the Bible said that God looked down and he chose a little Hebrew boy by the name of David. David wasn't even all Hebrew. He was half-breed. My God, I don't know about you, but that excites me because I get sick and tired of people saying, well, you got to do this and do that. You got to conform to this way. Well, I bylaws say, honey, let me tell you something. If your bylaws ain't God's laws, then move them out of my way. I'm sick and tired of hearing people quote what their bylaws but can't quote two healing scriptures. Get out of my way and move out of my way. Let me become the living stone. Let me become the living stone. See, Saul was everybody else's choice. He was going to be the hero. God looked down and said, hang on. I'm going to get a five-foot young man to become the hero. Because the giant was over nine foot tall, but you got to understand, the Bible says that Saul stood a head and shoulder tall above everybody else. Saul was seven foot one. Listen to me. He was, he, he was larger than any Hebrew there. He, he was going he, he, he to be their giant. He was seven foot one, a head and shoulder taller than anybody else. And he was going to be their hero. And God moved out of the way because David began to praise God. And God said, he's a man after my own heart. And God began to choose David. God chose David. Not, not because David chose God, but because David's praise began to move. Because when he was rejected out of his daddy's house and put on the backside of the desert, by the time he met Goliath, he laughed at him and said, I done killed the bear and the lion, and you want to come up in my face? And so when he reached down, he didn't pick up a stick. He didn't pick up a sword. Come on, somebody. But he picked up a stone. I'm about to tear this place up. He picked up a stone. And I want you to know that that living stone become the giant slayer, and God said the same power is in you. You become the living stone. Your praise will eradicate this place. You'll see things happen in your praise that you'll never see happen in your complaining. You'll see things change in your praise. I'm going to tell you right now, you start praising God. <laughs> Ooh, about to get real in here. Amen. Praise God. You can go to Walmart and you can praise him on the dog food aisle. Praise God. And people think you're crazy. You can praise him on the frozen food aisle right between the chitlins and the hog jaws and watch them all begin to move out of the way. Because when you start praising God like that, things begin to happen. And people look at you and think, my God, I don't know about that. I need to tell you right now. One time I was walking into Lowe's and I was coming in. I had a cousin of mine and he was seeking the Holy Ghost and he had been raised up Pentecostal. His daddy was a Pentecostal preacher and he married this young lady and she was a Baptist and they got saved and came to church. I said anybody want the Holy Ghost? They both run up. They couldn't wait and he just knew being raised Pentecostal he's going to shuck and buck all over that place. I laid my hands on that little old Baptist wife of his and she opened up her mouth and began to speak in tongues and he was praising God. He goes 
And God plumb mad and went and sat down. And, uh, and so I just over, I said, dude, what's wrong? What happened? He said, I can't believe she got filled with the Holy Ghost. She don't know nothing about it. And I know everything about it. And I didn't get filled. I just don't know. I wonder if she was faking. And I said, don't you talk to the Holy Ghost like that. You better respect it because God's going to do something. I was walking into Lowe's about two weeks later. And he calls me on the phone. And he's crying. I said, my God, Bunk, what's going on? I said, nickname Bunk. They used to call me Hothouse, but we'll, we'll, we'll change subject. Praise God. And so I'm walking in. I said, my God, Bunk, what's going on? And he said, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I mean, I'm telling you, I did me a crazy shout in Ada, Oklahoma, right in the middle of the lows. I mean, all over that parking lot, I started shouting. I started praising God. I started my blessing. Speaking in tongues and people walking plumb around me and thinking I'm crazy. Man, this dude's lost his mind. Oh, we're in Indian country. Maybe doing Indian dance. I don't know. You can call it what you want. But I got my praise on and I need to tell somebody that's what moves heaven and earth. Come to church and just, thank you, Jesus. I know some of y'all thinking, he's making fun of my praise. If he knew what he looked like, he wouldn't be doing all that. I guarantee you, he would stop that. Praise God. Some people want to come in and say, well, let me tell you something, son. Your mama dropped you on your head and you fractured your cranial and your brain moved and it dislodged you. I don't need none of that. I'm going to say, well, I'm going to pray for your head. I'm going to pray for your mama. I'm going to pray for your daddy. Come on, somebody. I'm going to do a crazy praise. We don't need to change everything, but we need to learn how to pray. My God, give him a crazy praise in this house. I come with an amen built in me. But when you start praising God, you start changing atmospheres. <laughs> See, the enemy likes to fly in cloudy atmospheres. But when the clouds move away and he's spotted, he likes to hide and sneak around. And so when you start praising God, he's hiding in the bushes and he's waiting until you have a bad day. He's waiting until you read that Facebook post of your friend who's talking about somebody that God delivered him from. And you know it's you, praise God. And so and so you get all upset and you get all your blood pressure goes up. Well, I know who they're talking about. Thanks. And all of a sudden, well, let me tell you something. And that way, and all of a sudden your praise moves down and the devil moves in. You better watch it. You ain't got time to flirt with the devil. You ain't got time to play footsie with the devil underneath the table. You ain't got time to make friends with him. You ain't got time to let's make a deal with him. I'm telling you right now, you better make your mind up. I'm going to praise God whether, whether I'm up or whether I'm down. I'm going to glorify God in this storm. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what my finances look like. I don't care what my health looks like. I don't care what my relationship looks like. Come on, somebody. I'm going to praise 
praise God. A lot of people like to wait until they're way up here and they want to praise God. And let me tell you something. I'm glad you're praising God up here. But I need to tell somebody in the valley. He's God in the valley. He moves in the valley and in the still storm places of your life. And when you learn how to praise him, Paul said, I've learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. Whether I'm up here or whether I'm down here, he's still God. Chad, come to guitar, please. <clears throat> he's still God. He said, now, become the living stones. Listen. He says to become the living stone. It's hard to praise him on some days. I'll give you that. It is. It's tough to praise God, especially every time you pull up to a gas pump. Amen. Or you will walk into Walmart and the toilet paper's gone. What makes me mad is when they buy up all the bacon. Who eats that much bacon? Must not be no Jews around here, praise God. Must have hillbillies. Sorry about that. Amen. If you want to write me an email, just write it to BillyFerris.com. <laughs> Billy, BillyFerris.google or .gmail. I don't, I don't know. Gmail.com. There you go. Just type in Billy Ferris. <laughs> I'm telling you, we have got to learn. Did our praise, it becomes true praise. I mean, genuine praise. Like we're praising God, nobody else could have done this. Now, yes, we want to be nice, and there's a lot of people around us, and we want to thank them, and man, I don't know what I've done without you. I'm so glad you showed up. I'm glad you answered your phone. Thank you for lending me this money. Thank you for taking me to the hospital. Thank you for just being there. Thank you for I understand that. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Praise is more, far more different than that. Because what you're doing is the Bible says, the Bible says, praise God, that he said you're perfect in everything. That you started this even a long time ago. And I need to tell somebody that in your life right now, there are things that are ahead of you that you can't see. I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. I might have made a few plans, but I'm telling you right now, they are subject to change. Anything could happen, and the devil could pop up anywhere. But I've learned to praise God. That no matter what it looks like, just praise God. Get back to my story. That young gentleman stood back there while I was shouting. I told him, excuse me. I come out, and I spoke with him a little bit. Walked into my office and I said, okay, God, I felt that when something's going to change. A businessman in Pittsburgh, Kansas, whom I had never met, walked in. And he had tears in his eyes. And he said, I'm having a bad day. <coughs> he said, I lost my son some, some years ago. He was my business partner. Today was the day of it. He said, I can't shake it. He said, I was sitting right over there, autos. I was drinking coffee. And he said, 
one of the members of your church said you're good friends said you helped him out of a lot of stuff he said today I can't shake it will you pray for me today I said yes sir so we stood and I prayed I began to pray and tears began to flow he even began to shake a little bit when it was over with he told me he said hey I'm Catholic <laughs> and I said good to know he walked out of my office and I kid you not three hours no 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 the next day he come back in and I'm thinking man this dude can't get enough he come back in he said I heard you got building problems I said yeah that's a big problem I said nobody knows about it and he said well he said I think I can help I said well from my knowledge it takes anywhere from 45 days to 60 days to get a commercial loan he said I can do it in about five and I said well, follow me. <laughs> Listen, not too long ago, I'm sitting here trying to figure out what in the world am I going to do? God, you told me this was my building. We got in this building. We put all this money. I mean, we was up to our nose. Everything that we could put into it, we just put into it. We poured into it. We took the money from the other church. We poured into it. We bought the carpet. We, we, we bought the materials, everything. I mean, something simple. Just a little old wall right there cost us $7,000 to build a firewall. I'm sitting over here wanting to punch my hand through it and say, this is the stupidest thing ever. But money kept flowing and money kept moving. And all of a sudden, they come in here and did all this stuff. They give me a bill, $80,000 for the HVAC and all electricity. I sat in my office and I down my head and I said what in the world have I got myself into and I, I, I remember praise God it was December the 24th all of a sudden it stacked over to Christmas 12 o'clock and I, my phone went off and I thought my God who is messaging me on Christmas Eve at midnight have they lost their mind come on somebody I'm just like everybody else praise God opened up my phone and said Merry Christmas you $85,000 had been taken away, I took care. You come too late to tell me he won't do it. Look at your neighbor and say, won't he do it again? Look at your neighbor and say, won't he do it again? My God, look at him until your eyes get crazy and tell him, won't he do it again? No, the bad the cost on y'all is just trying to stay in there. Look at him again and say, won't he do it again? You come too late to tell me the praise is overrated. Honey, you can take your religious side of it. You can come to church and be cute if you want to. That's fine with me. I'm not going to be mad about you. I'm not going to talk about you. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to stop this little old Cherokee, slick-headed, shoot preacher from getting his groove on. Because I got it way down in me. And I know what God can do. I know what he has done. And I'm praising God for what I can't see. Luke 19. Thank you, Holy Ghost. When they come in and said, said he come into the city and the whole city cried out for they was worshiping for what they had seen. 
Now let me tell you, my God, I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm going to get there next week. They, they started worshiping, praising for what they could see. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's easy. If somebody walked in here in a wheel, or not walked in here in a wheelchair, but rode in here in a wheelchair, and they walked in 15 years and took laps. Honey, it wouldn't take me long to tear this stage up because I've seen it, and I'll praise with you. But let me tell you something. You go to the next level. My God, somebody help me. You go to the next level when you start praising God for things that you can't see. Then long ago, ah, long ago, long ago, ahead of you, you start praising God. Honey, that's the praise that will change your family. It'll change your life. It'll change your worship. My God, don't look at me like I fell off the turnip truck. Somebody give him a crazy praise. Every head bow. <clears throat> Nobody looking around. Just give me just a minute. Jesus, help me. If you're in this place tonight, you walked in here. And you don't know Jesus. Maybe you're not at the level that you used to be. You say, preacher, I could be closer. Preacher, I don't know him. Preacher, I could be closer. Just raise your hand and wave it at me and say, preacher, just, just pray for me. Pray that I get closer. I see the hands. I see the hands. Yes, I see the hands. I see the hands. Yes, I see them. Thank you. Thank you. I see the hands. Now let me give this into them. We're going to run it all together. I need my priests, people, my altar helpers. Come on. Help me now. Maybe you're sitting in here and you say, Preacher, I want my praise to go deeper. You may be looking up here at me and saying, I don't know if I want to get that crazy with it. But maybe deep down inside you're wishing that you could just turn the switch off to where you couldn't care if anybody's watching you or not. God's done some stuff for you and crazy stuff. He's brought you out of dope houses. He's cleared up your veins of dope where you should have surely lost your mind. He's healed you of things that the doctors couldn't heal. He's given you second chances, third chances, fourth chances, five chances, and six chances. He's healed your family. He's brought your, he's brought your husband home off of work on drugs. He's brought your wife back off of, off of, off of her lifestyle on drugs. He, he's run the devil out of your house on your children. And there's many times that you look back and you say yes. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's just the start of it. But if you're sitting here tonight and you say, Preacher, I want my family to get closer. And they know I go to church. But preacher, I want to be the ecclesia. I want church inside of me. I want to go home and be the church. I want them to come over for brunch. I want to be the church. I want, I want to meet them at the mall and be the church. Preacher, I want what you got. I want that praise down deep that I've never experienced before in my life. I'm sick and tired of being reserved. I'm tired of having shackles on my feet. I want to bust them loose and 
Amen, preacher, I want to bust a move just for Jesus. I want to praise him. I want to scream loud. I want to shout hard. I want the devil to know that everything might not be right in my life, but God sees a long time ago ahead of me. Preacher, I, I want my praise back. Preacher, I want my praise back. Nobody looking at me on the count of three. Don't even look, see who's raising their hands. But on the count of three, if that's you, I want you to make your way right here to the front. Don't wait on nobody. One, two, three. Come on. Come on. Move them out of your way if you got to. Come on. Come on. I'm tired of sitting back. I'm tired of being reserved. My God, look at this. Look at this. Come on, church. Look at this.